What's up, everybody? Josh Tapp here again. Welcome back to the Lucky Titan Podcast. So today we have business coach Ryan Miller on the mic. And Ryan is here today to share with us fulfillment, the one clear path to excellence. So Ryan, let's hop right in. All right, Ryan. So tell us one thing about yourself that most people don't know. Yeah, I mean, you know, from the outside looking in, people see me as somebody that is extremely outspoken and extremely transparent and willing to bear it all. And I think that what a lot of people don't know is, is one of the things that drives me most is my fear of putting my family back into the place we once were, in which we were asking for support financially and practically in order to to even put food on the table at times. And so, uh, you know, a lot of people don't see that, but the reality is, is that's one of the biggest drivers for why I am the way I am today. Wow. That's awesome. See, you're, you're an open book. I love this. (laughs) (laughs) Some people are like, yeah, I've, I've only won every business I ever did just took off. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So that's one of the reasons we brought you on today is we're going to be talking about, you know, we, the whole purpose of the podcast is to talk about, um, those lucky breaks, like how you're able to manufacture that for you. And you've actually had these ups and downs and everything. I'd like you to kind of share your journey with our audience because you and I were talking about this before and I really appreciated the journey that you've, you've been on. So enlighten us. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, it's really been on the back end of hardship, struggle, tragedy that has gotten me to the place that I am at. Uh, I think everybody can in some way relate to that. Uh, but you know, I started my business as the result of being laid off uh, in an organization that I was doing really well in. I was producing for them. I was a leader in the organization. And I was making really good money. Uh, but being forced out caused me to take that first leap of faith, uh, and that leap of faith meant you know that I had to find a way to provide for my family with only five hundred dollars to our name. I had a wife and two kids at home. My wife didn't work. We had a mortgage that was continuing to need to be paid. And so that was really my, you know, my, my first push into entrepreneurship and becoming a coach. Um, along the way, as you know, I started my business, I mean, the first two years were about as unglorious as they could possibly be, if not for the support of our friends and family and uh, our local church community literally delivering checks into our mailbox anonymously, gift cards for restaurants and grocery stores, I wouldn't be where I am today. And those are humiliating even to talk about now. And I think that, you know, that's something that really helped carry me and drove me to not just want to be open and transparent about what's happened to me, but really to make those experiences count. And so, you know, that continued to push me and drive me. And then so I got successful in business again, and uh, just about four or five years ago, and things were going well. And I actually went to work for one of my clients uh, to lead their sales team, which again, was a really hard thing to do, because um, I was doing well, there was no reason for me to take a full time job, my business was, was doing good, but I had to exercise some humility and understanding that the stability and maybe the long term opportunity for my family was a good one. Um, and then again, just as is again, so much of my life, you know, I came to this point through personal tragedy, which was uh, the result of my wife and I and five of our friends being in the crowd in Las Vegas when the mass shooting took place. 
Um, and, you know, as I've shared that story before with people, you know, I say that, you know, you hear that and you understand that there is a deep impact that that's going to have on anybody's life. Um, and it did for me personally, there was a lot of questions I asked. Um, but beyond that professionally, it really caused me again to go back in and think like, is this really what I want to be doing with the rest of my life? Am I, you know, what am I going to make of this? And it drove me to resign a really well-paying job with a significant stock payout that I had to forfeit and benefits and stability uh, and blindly, again, in faith, go back out into business for myself. And thankfully, you know, that was a good decision for myself and my family. Uh, we're 18 months into that. So at least now it's been a good decision for yeah. my family. <laughs> Not the first two months, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but, but, but that's been a lesson for me, you know, to this point, which is, you know, I have to be willing to make the most of what's in front of me. Um, not to say that I don't get distracted, but, um, you know, I sit where I sit today as a coaching consultant because of so many of these experiences of hardship and struggle that have forced me to get here. Yeah. And I really appreciate that. And I appreciate, and I thank you for, for being so transparent with us. I know a lot of people don't like to be loud about that, those, those failures, you know, but the reality is that's what shapes us. Right. When, when I started this podcast in particular, the reason I started it, I mean, always wanting to be in podcasting, but I had a mentor of mine was like, you know, I had just cycled in my business. We'd pretty much lost everything. And he's like, get loud. He's like, tell everybody about it. <laughs> um, and that was hard. Those for, if you go back to the first episodes of this, I'm, I'm pretty open book about it. And it was one of those things that was pretty tough for us. But like you said, you know, in your same situation, that really opened the door for us to start pursuing what we really wanted and needed to do, the direction we yeah. needed to go. Yeah. So currently, what are you doing now? What's kind of your the last 18 months of your life? Yeah. So um, professionally, I get paid in three primary domains. Uh, One is I get hired to speak uh, to organizations, associations, some company functions, either as a keynote speaker or through workshops and things of that nature, seminars. Um, I consult to uh, businesses, helping them primarily around sales and business development strategy. So everything from ideal client identification through to execution of the sales conversation and then on to making sure that we're delivering on the promises that we've made. And I actually help them create what's called the sales playbook, which spells that entire thing out for them that they can continue to replicate uh, far after, uh, long after I'm gone. And then coaching. And that's where I would say my deepest passion lies is in my ability to one-on-one affect the life of somebody else, whether that's somebody looking to achieve whatever their definition is of success for the first time, or somebody that has achieved success and is looking to take uh, their business to the next level, or really looking to find fulfillment in all that success for the first time. Yeah, which is awesome. And yeah. you've been able to take that and, and create you know, a whole business around your skill of, of sales and business development. So kind of walk us through your process. How do you, how do you take somebody? So for example, like let's just use us as an, as an example, right? So we, the way we monetize our business is we take and we do masterminds. We have a community of people. Um, but how would you help somebody like us to increase our sales um, you know, as a company? Yeah. So one of the first questions I ask everybody is why, right? Like it sounds so simple and obviously I'm sure you've asked yourself that question a million times, but like why the mastermind, you know, why, and maybe even more than that, like why more revenue, why more sales? I think that 
um, it always sounds really good. And, and a lot of times people have a good answer behind that, but um, <clears throat> we achieve these goals. We, I mean, uh, we set these goals. We, we kind of like dream dreams and have these visions of success uh, because that's what we've heard is good uh, based upon what the community at large speaks of. And so that would be first to me is to really understand like, why are you doing these masterminds and, and what true purpose does that serve? And, uh, and, and so if we can't start there, you know, we, we, we too often just get right into the mechanics of, okay, like, so you're, you know, you're launching masterminds. So let's talk about like, who's the audience you're going after and what does that funnel need to look like and how are you going to implement them and how, you know, so I, I just, I always go back to like, like a child and ask the why question a million times over until we cannot ask it anymore. I love that actually. So Dean Graciosi, if you know who he is, he's, he has a seven layers, uh, deep exercise is what he calls it. Um, I absolutely love it. You know, you, you really, if you can ask why enough times, you'll actually find their true core passion. And he's yeah. like, Hey, is, is your business going to align with that? You know, yeah. Yep. It helps them walk through that. So I really appreciate that you do that. So once you've determined the why and you've helped them determine kind of where they're at, what's, what are the steps you take them through in order to help them to improve? Yeah. So then once I've asked the why question there, then I want to understand uh, their strengths as an individual or their strengths as an organization. So um, if you want to be the world's uh, most highly known and successful mastermind organization in the country or in the world, whatever, then um, what strengths do you have that are going to lend to that, right? Where, where are you really good? And let's find a way to design a system that's going to capitalize on those strengths versus trying to at first plug the weakness holes. Um, and, uh, and again, like, you know, so that, you know, even practically for an individual, that's so much more around the habits and discipline than it is around the goals themselves. So I'll tell a very brief story and maybe this will help bring to light, you know, this yeah. a little bit better. So for the last 20 years, I've set goals every single year. Um, and some crazy, some, you know, pretty simple and they've been great, right? You know, I, I, hit the majority of them. I'll miss a few here and there. But when I started 2019, I scrapped every single goal that I had. And I decided that I was not going to set another goal for myself during 2018. And I was going to erase anything that I had set previous to that. And already I say that as a coach and people are like, what the hell are you even thinking? You know, <laughs> but my, my litmus test was going to be, okay, so if I can reframe the way I think about this, can I live the life that I truly want to live? And right. so I scrapped my goals and I decided to say, okay, so then who am I like from an identity perspective? And then what are the habits and disciplines of that person that will continue to strengthen the foundation of who I am all the while becoming the person that I want to be? And so I laid out seven characteristics of identity that turned into 10 daily and or weekly habits that I need to execute on. Uh, and, you know, for me personally, uh, now we're 11 months into the year or something like that. Um, I have lived the most fulfilled that I ever have uh, individually. Uh, my business is more successful than it has ever been in the eight years that it's been in existence. 
And I'm finding myself having a better picture of what's next for me because I've gotten so clear on who I am right now. Yeah. Well, and I think that's a foundational piece. I mean, if you really don't have, you know, you know who you are, why you are and where you are, it's pretty hard to start moving yourself forward and, and taking those steps. Yep. I think like you're saying, I mean, people just aren't willing to acknowledge that half the time either. They think they already are, but it does take a coach or a mentor of some sort to be able to help you really identify where that's at. Um, yep. I'm a huge believer in that personally, because I know for me, the biggest needle movers in my business have always been tied to either being a part of a mastermind or being getting mentored by somebody one-on-one and yep. doing that helps me to just align my purpose and reach the goals that I'm shooting for. Yep. And what I love, by the way, about, you know, like what you guys are doing in, in, in the mastermind environment is now I can align myself with a handful of other people that think similarly to me, right? Not exactly like me, but think similarly to me, but they're built in different ways. And so they bring something different and unique to the table in those conversations, which is going to be that balance of tension that I need to continue to push myself, not to stay content in who I am, but to become this greater version of myself. And so I love that that happens in those group settings, whereas in a one-to-one -one environment, it's a little bit more challenging. So I think it's, a, it's so much of a both and versus an either or. Yeah, I completely agree. I love that. Well, so I do have to ask you, so for a lot of our people who are, are kind of starting out their journey, they're, you know, most of our listeners are trying to grow an audience and they're trying to, to scale it out and everything. So what are some of the best growth strategies that have worked well for you? Yeah, so I feel like just a broken record when I say these things, but I would think less about the audience that you're trying to attract and more about preaching the message that you believe the world needs to hear. And so, uh, again, like if you feel super duper passionate about eco-friendly um, water bottles, like whatever, then... I want you to tell the world, not just why everybody needs an eco-friendly water bottle, but I want you to tell the world how you got to that place. Like, what was it that, that, that drove you to, to go down that lane? Why do you think that that, that that is something that gets you out of bed every single day? What other areas of your life contribute to your way of thinking in such a way that supports that desire for that product? Because what I found is, is, if we do that, we will end up over a consistent amount of time. This is if we're playing the long game over a consistent amount of time, we will attract the audience, our ideal audience to us instead of trying to figure out who that ideal audience is and crafting a message that resonates with them. So yeah. I think it really becomes more about us and our communication skill uh, of ourselves, just being honest and authentic and transparent than it does about trying to figure out what our audience wants to hear. Yeah. Well, hey, I'm going to play devil's advocate for a minute just to kind of see where your, your perspective is. So there's kind of two schools of belief, you know, like what you're talking about, like you come out with your message and then you'll attract the right people. And then there's other people who say, go find the people that you want to be around and then figure out they, what they want and provide them a product. So what would, do you think they're one and the same or do you think they're two different areas of belief? I do think there are two totally different areas of belief and I don't think that either is wrong. So I would say I'll, I'll, I'll speak to your second one first, which was go, go figure out a problem in the community and solve it, right? There's nothing wrong with that. Some of the world's greatest services, products and organizations have been built around that idea. 
but I think that for the, for the most part, I mean, you look at somebody like Elon Musk who has done something like that and is doing something like that and taking a just ration for it. Like, but he, he's sold his whole life on this concept. And I think that like, he still has a deeper desire that's greater even than go out into the community, listen to what they want and solve a problem, sustainability or putting people on Mars or whatever. I think for the large majority of us, that gets tiresome over a period of time. And I think that what doesn't is us continuing to extract the things that we care more about than anything else in this world. This is why we're willing to jump in front of a bullet for somebody that we love. This is why we're willing to sacrifice ourselves for the people that we care most about because we care so much about that. And entrepreneurship, you know this, it's brutal. Like it sucks most days. I don't care how glorious people want to make it. Like even in your greatest levels of success, it's still so freaking hard. And so if I can attach my business, whether a product or service to what I care more about than anything else in this world, I have a far greater chance of success in the long run than I don't. Right. Yeah, I completely agree. That's awesome. And it really comes down to you know, like your, your message is, is passion, right? It's bringing it down to the, to the why. You're like Simon Sinek reborn, man. <laughs> <laughs> Think about the people that we're most attracted to. And, and it doesn't have to be everybody's the same way, but like, you know, when you think of an Elon or you think of Steve Jobs or like, you know, we're attracted to the people because of their deep seated belief in what they want to do. Again, like I've had conversations with people that have worked with Elon Musk and like love him or hate him as a leader. And he was brutal to work for, for a lot of people. They continued to work for him because they were so attached to his belief in creating sustainability in this world. Like that overcomes so many other things. And so again, when we get to the heart of ourselves and then connect our heart to somebody else's, I, again, that just pierces through so many things. And then we don't have to spend more money on marketing. We don't have to, I mean, we, we should do that anyway, but like, we're never going to outmarket the big guy. We're never going to like set ourselves that far apart in trying to look like everybody else. But if we right. really get clear on us, man, we can cut through everything that way. Yeah, I really appreciate that. And I do have to ask you, I mean, you've been, you've been spitting straight fire first off. I'm loving the passion you're bringing <laughs> to it. So for you currently right now, I mean, you're working on, on business consulting and everything, but how does that fit into your long run passion and the direction you're going? Yeah. So that's a good question. So, um, what is more, this is going to sound so cheesy. And the only way you know this to be true is if you got to know me long enough to, to know that my word supports it personally and professionally, I am in relentless of pursuit or pursuit of another person's success. Like there is something about me working a one-on-one -on -one with a business leader that a light bulb comes on for the first time in their life and they are able to rest in their success or somebody that has all this untapped potential. And I bring that out of them. And for the first time, I mean, I took an entrepreneur from $80,000 a year to a million dollar business over a five-year period. Now that's a long period of time but it is something that has changed him and his family's life forever. The fulfillment that I get out of that, it, it's a high that cannot be replicated. Like I, I wanna make a million dollars a year, but if I made $10,000 a year for the rest of my life doing that, I would continue to do it. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's so awesome. You're kind of like the, uh, this is, this is, I kind of feel like I fall in your same category because you don't have to be the smartest guy in the room, but really helping other people win is such a fulfilling, honestly, just, just passion to have. I, I know it's uh, it's kind of like the, the movie Hercules. If you've ever seen that you have Hercules is kind of the hero of the story, but Phil, the little goat man, right? <laughs> um, he's kind of weird in the movie, but if you think about it, he's like the Samwise Gamgee, you know, the, the guy who's, who supports the hero and the hero would never have gotten where he was going to go uh, yeah. without that. So I, well, go ahead. Let me just say one thing to that because I want, again, being honest, being transparent, it is a really hard line for me to walk because I want to do everything I can to support the next person. I want to add value. I want to change their life. But being me is taking a long time to get to where I want to go in terms of being able to provide the life for my family that I want my family to have. Whereas I'm a really good salesperson and I can talk my way in and out of just about anything. And so if I was to change my perspective and change my quote unquote tactics and do what a lot of the marketplace right now is doing in order to, to automate getting in front of people and to, and to just change my messaging in certain ways, I could sell packages all day long. And, and, that's, and I get drawn back into that all the time. It's like, man, if I just do that, like I could be killing it right now. And so I have to continue to fight that tendency uh, because it is a really, really hard balance to walk. It's not like I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm, uh, you know, the holy roller that is so, you know, all about everybody else. And I never think about myself. Like that's a really, really hard line to walk. Yeah. And choosing like, do I focus more on the fulfillment or more on developing my own business? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's brutal. That's a, that's an interesting dichotomy. Can you speak a little bit to that? Cause I know like when we were talking beforehand, that's really a lot of where you, you know, you succeed into is, is if you'll focus on the fulfillment more, the sales will come. Right. We've already kind of touched on that a little bit, but touch on it a little bit more. I want to, I want to hear what your thoughts are on that. Yeah. So again, I, I'm, I'm trying to focus on the long game and right. the long game. Like, um, I've, I've never gotten, you know, I've never made a million bucks in a year, but I'll think back to, um, about 15 years ago, I broke the six figure mark for the first time in business. And I remember saying to my wife, like the day that I make a hundred thousand dollars on paper, is like is the epitome of all and i will find so much joy and fulfillment in that right like i've, I've made it right and i i exceeded that and i ended up losing we short sold our house we had to give back or sell every toy we had like i watched it all go to ruin and what i realized was is i was trying to chase the short term and i wasn't in it for the long haul there was there there was something different that i needed i needed to fulfill my life right and so this time around i have continued to remind myself of if i'm looking at the narrow view of how do i make that million dollars and i'm just throwing that number out there but like how do how do i do that like how do i become one of these speakers that's getting paid 100 grand to go to go speak in places like uh, that sounds cool and and that fame that notoriety that resume all that stuff is amazing but it's not going to do for me what i really want because i was there before at a different level but i was there and so i have to keep going back to the long game is I'm changing lives and I have a purpose in, in, in supporting people in that way. If I gain fame, notoriety, finance as a result of doing that, then that is just like 
you know, the topping on the cake or, you know, whatever. So yeah. that's, that's where that focus needs to lie for me. I don't try to impose that on other people because it's different for everybody and that's totally okay. It's just, as I've gotten more self-aware and more clear on who I am and who I want to be, that's the lane I know I need to stay in. And yeah. by the way, I know that if I try and chase the other stuff and I get there too quickly, not only am I going to lose everything that I've been working for for so long, but that will get to my head so fast. The pride that I used to struggle with really bad will come back into play and I will literally crumble. Yeah. But I appreciate your self-awareness on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, so I do have to ask you now. So as we're about to sign off here, how could people reach out to you and connect with you? I mean, you're, you're a business coach. I think a lot of people have probably resonated with you at this point. So how can they reach out to you? Uh, yeah, so uh, three ways. So first of all is LinkedIn. I'm there. I produce a lot of video and written content. Love to connect with people. That's Ryan James Miller. Um, you can connect with me on Instagram. I have some fun there, but also there's some professional stuff there. That's at RJM Sales Pro. And then the final way is through my website, ryanjamesmiller.com. I'm always posting content there, podcast um, uh, links are there as well. And uh, yeah, I just want to do whatever I can to help other people become the best version of themselves. I love it, man. Well, before we sign off, can you give us one last parting piece of guidance? Yeah. So what I would say it follows up what I just said, but is, you know, I would encourage everybody, like if you want more out of the life you're living, be more of yourself. That's awesome. That's, that's a mic drop. Wouldn't even need to say goodbye. <laughs> well, anyways, right. Thanks so much for coming on, sharing your wisdom with us. And we will talk to you soon, man. Thanks. Thank you. The number one needle mover in my business is joint venture partnerships. Growing a following can be time consuming and frustrating. For that reason, we created the tribe of Titans, the world's first joint venture matching platform. Using this free platform, you can find guests for a podcast, YouTube channel, or Facebook group, or you can promote your brand product or service in one simple place. You can create your free account at tribe.theluckytitan.com. Once again, that's tribe.theluckytitan.com.